Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Good afternoon, Larry. How are you? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I uh, Just some quick personal news, Larry. I became a grandfather for the third time last week. Oh, congratulations. Thanks, Boy man. or girl? Yeah. Boy a little or girl. girl. A little girl. Amelia. So, oh man, she's adorable. I was driving my wife crazy because she couldn't see her in the hospital. You know how the whole COVID rules are. And so we had to wait a couple of days till they came out and then it was... They barely got that baby back. <laughs> she was holding I on tight. I thought as grandparents, you want to give them back. Well, yes, I, I do at certain points, but I don't know if my wife is uh, in that mindset yet. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Larry, I know that you've got a guest on the show today. Can I introduce her? Absolutely. All right. This is fantastic. We have Rosalia Labate, and she is a CPA, and one of her specialties is guiding people through the financial aspects of divorce, wherever in the process they may be. She started her career with one of the big four accounting firms and has credentials in divorce financial analytics, financial forensics, and business valuation. Rosalia can partner with clients and their attorneys from the start of the process until the conclusion. She unravels the marital finances, explains the long-term impact of economic proposals, advises in mediations, and if necessary, testifies as an expert witness. On top of her financial expertise, Rosalia understands the human aspect of divorce having gone through the process herself, and appreciates that emotions can make it challenging to understand the economic impact of decisions. She works closely with their clients to make sure that they do. Larry, she sounds like a fantastic guest. How did you meet Rosalia? I met Rosalia through a networking group that we both are members of. And since we are both divorced, uh, we kind of had a lot to talk about and talk about how we can both help people going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. So today I thought we would actually have a great conversation on how to prepare for a divorce. So Rosalia, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Larry. So before we actually go through the, some of the questions on how we can prepare for a divorce, why don't you tell the audience what you do and especially how do you differ from a divorce attorney because you're not a divorce attorney? No, not at all. I mean, I'm financially competent and most attorneys aren't. I'm kind of like CSI, but instead of dealing in dead bodies, I deal with dead relationships. And basically, I gather the information and process it, and I communicate my findings to the client and or the attorney. I love that. CSI for divorces. Mm-hmm. So, so give, us, give us a little bit of an idea of what advanced preparation can someone do heading into a divorce. Well... Look, this is the advanced planning is where it's you get the biggest advantages before you even file for divorce. You know, if you come to a financial professional that specializes in divorce matters, you can get an idea of the documents that you need. I mean, you you need a lot of information Um, at the end of the day. This is your life. And, you know, I've seen a lot of money spent by 
what we call the non-moneyed spouse who really didn't have, they didn't take care of the finances, right? So they didn't know really what was going on at, at times. And coming in ahead of time and getting a jump start on that really at the end of the day can save you a lot of money. I mean, I've seen people spend a lot of money, waste a lot of time because the attorneys are going back and forth, subpoenas are getting issued, no one believes anybody, so they look and dig for more information. And you can kind of get ahead of that from the start. So yeah, so let's just talk about that a little bit more. So <clears throat> when you first meet with a divorce attorney, they, they send you out a list of all the documents and all the information that you need. And like you mentioned, the non-financial spouse, because there usually is one in, in each marriage, it's kind of what I've seen, uh, may be unaware of what a lot of these documents. So do you meet with that person, him or her, to help with that? How do you kind of get involved? Well, a lot of times the attorney will bring me in if it's the non-moneyed spouse that isn't doesn't have the financial literacy of say the other spouse and together we go through the information I, I usually do an interview with them and I kind of let the attorney know you know what's missing or, or what we need and I'll work hand in hand with the client to educate them on what to get and there are obviously times when we're sitting there I'll have my assistant actually gather the details for the client, um, which makes it a lot easier for them. And if upon discovery of some information, I may let the attorney know, hey, this is missing or that's missing. Um, we need to get this. So the attorney's not spending the time trying to hunt it down themselves. I'm definitely a lot more cost effective than the attorney doing it. So, you know, so that's a great point. Someone may say, well, I'm paying somebody, all the an attorney, someone, all this money. Why should I pay another professional on top of that? And you're actually saving, you could save money by working with, with you. Well, of course. I mean, look, I know what to look for. Um, I, I'm trained in the financial field, right? Like uh, the attorney is trained in the legal field. I know what they're looking for. I know what makes sense. I know what makes sense based on the lifestyle that you were living. You do have a team, but you've got the legal professional and you've got the financial professional. And again, at the end of the day, it's probably going to save you aggravation and stress and time and money because it speeds up the process. Yes, now I speed up the process, but I guess it could provide better quality information or make sure that things aren't missed that an attorney could be made aware of that if they weren't could impact the settlement, correct? Most certainly, most certainly. Um, I've seen information um, that was prepared by attorneys and they're going to trial or they're going to court or the parties are exchanging information and you can see you see a lot of that. You definitely see a lot of that. And look, the devil is in the details, right? And a financial divorce professional is trained to hunt down those details and make sure that they make sense.
So kind of the first step for us CPAs out there, or I'm sorry, for non-practicing CPAs myself, the first step would be what getting a statement of net worth what what would would that be it and what what is a statement of net worth so a statement of net worth is a central basic document um, that's very voluminous actually when you're going through a divorce or even a mediation basically it tells everyone this is what I'm earning, this is what we were spending, this is what I own, and this is what I owe. From the perspective of going through a divorce, it forms the basis for alimony and child support. And more often than not, especially if you're going to trial, the judge is really going to hone in on that document. Because more often than not, your document and your spouse's documents can be very different. And I think in this situation, it's a lot of information and you want to get it right. And you want to work with a financial professional so that you don't have to guess because it's going to impact your settlement and it's going to impact the rest of your life. Yes, and, and oh, absolutely. And if something is missing on there, now some things I guess are straightforward, like cash in the bank, but other things such as a business is not so straightforward. So what happens with a, a, a business and how do you get involved when you find that one of the spouses or both of them had ownership in a business? Well, in terms of a business, generally the business has to be valued as of the date of marriage if it was there beforehand, and then as of date of commencement, which in layman's terms means you know the t around the time that you filed for divorce. And there are a lot of factors that go into not only valuing this business, but what percentage the spouse that didn't work in the business would be entitled to. So did that spouse get involved? Did that spouse contribute in any way financially? And a lot of times I've seen situations where the court appoints a financial neutral to value the business. Then both sides end up getting their own experts to disagree with the neutrals report. So in effect, you've got three people, three professionals coming up with three different values. When I'm on board in the matter, um, a lot of times I can look at the financial neutrals report and possibly negotiate through the attorneys with the financial neutrals so that it doesn't become so contentious at the end of the day. Hmm. So you, you mentioned one other point there. So the business before you married would not be included in a value in the valuation as part of the divorce settlement well what happens let me give you an example so say i owned a, a dry cleaners and i owned the business for 10 years and then i got married to someone and i continued to own this business and then 10 years down the road we get divorced so the business would have to be valued as of the day before I got married because that was the value of the business that I brought into the marriage. 
And then it would be ha- it would have to be valued as of the date that I basically filed for divorce and see what happened between those two dates. Because one side should be getting a credit, right? Because if I owned the business before I got married, that's mine. That value is mine. So the other party theoretically should not be entitled to what it was worth before we got married, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I think we should just let our audience know because we are talking about New York state law and we do have listeners from all over the country. So every state is different, correct? We are talking, we're just talking about New York state law, correct? Correct. Um, New York state law is equitable distribution and there are states out there such as California, which is community property. So yes, it would be treated very differently. I'm sure the valuations could be wildly different between both spouses if they have their own person coming in. So this could mean a huge difference in the settlement. So having somebody like yourself kind of going through that and coaching them could make a big difference. Oh, very much so. I mean, I've seen businesses that one side valued at 39 million, the other side valued at 15 million. Uh, it's, it's yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. So, so think talking about that, I'm sure you've seen a lot of different mistakes made over your career. Can you share a few of the biggest mistakes you see people making? So I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is that, you know, they've hired the attorney and they don't want to pay for the financial person because they think it's a waste of money. And look, emotions run extremely high and rightly so when you're getting a divorce. And if you've been married for a long time and you have children, it just makes the divorce so much more complicated. And everybody just wants to move on and be done. But then I'll see people that I'll meet, you know, after they settle the divorce and everything is done and and we'll have a conversation and they'll say something like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. I wish I would have met you. You know, people aren't looking at what will happen a year from now or five years from now. When they're getting divorced financially, they don't necessarily understand what's going on. And it's just another big black hole to figure out. And so one of the ways that a divorce expert can help is to educate you on your particular situation and maybe go through the proposals and see, you know, where you're going to be five years from now, 10 years from now. One of the biggest things is people say, oh, I want to keep the house. Well, okay, what's on your wish list? Does that make sense based upon your financial circumstances? And so when you sit, when I sit down or, and communicate my findings, you get perspective and you may get a different perspective. So you, you make two great, great points there. One, I don't know about you, but going through, obviously going through a divorce and you're trying to put together all financials, but there is definitely an emotional impact of that. So having somebody, a a third party there who's not attached emotionally to make sure that they're going through 
all the information could be could be huge. And then talking about potential future and where they're going to be in helping neg negotiate that again, taking away that the, that emotion. I think that's where somebody like you can add tremendous amount of value. Right. And to your point, Larry, even even a financial professional, like I've seen financial professionals going through divorce and because it is so emotionally charged, all logic goes out the window. And the divorce world is very different from the business world. And as you said, we can be objective. So, you know, we can kind of communicate, negotiate in a way that is best for our clients and yet within the realm of reality because we've seen it. Yeah, so what happens when you go through with certain clients and you, they don't have all the financial information? Well, I mean, that's okay. We get as much as we can and we put together and prepare as much as we can. And when you get to your attorney, you know, you can just give a list of what to focus on because I know what they're looking for or a divorce expert knows what they're looking for. But for the most part, you've got a lot of the information already there. So one of the biggest things is that when I work with the client before the attorney, you're positioned properly early on and you're not wasting the time. And I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to spend all your money with the attorneys or with me. You know, you want to leave as much of the assets as possible in your family. Make sense? Makes sense. Uh, again, I think a lot of people have a hard time dealing with that from an emotional standpoint and fight over what they think is fair and don't realize that the longer they drag it out, the more in legal and professional fees can drain a lot of that. And they're basically wasting something that could be worked out. You know, we are seeing more and more people using mediation to hopefully help with, with that. And that's changing a, a, a little bit, but again, emotions, emotions change when you're going through this, going through this process. Right. Um, and I think one of the components with the emotions is that, you know, they, people don't understand their finances. So you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. And I think that now more than ever, the finances have become so much more complicated. And whether it's a mediation or whether it's a contested matter, I'm seeing a lot more creativity in the settlements because of the nature of, of our world. I mean, people are losing jobs, businesses are closing, or, you know, some businesses are doing better than ever. Yeah, so that, 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 that actually brings me to my next thought is how does the world today with pandemics impacting what you're seeing out there when it comes to settlements? Yeah, I mean, as I said, there's a lot more creativity, even speaking to a lot of the matrimonial attorneys that I work with, um, the courts are very slow, very slow. I don't think that trials have even started. So 
and in Manhattan, it's it's even slower than the rest of the tri-state area. So people are trying to become more creative and look at, at settlements in a different way because you've got these assets, like you've got this real estate or you've got this business that were valued or have to be valued. And with the advent of COVID and the shutdowns, it's you almost have to go back to basics because of because everything's changed everything's changed hmm so yeah I, I guess a business could be valued a lot more or or less or even temporary less mm-hmm. but the future could go back so how do you really factor that in it, it's very i'm sure very challenging yeah and i mean without getting into a very complicated dissertation, so to speak. You know, you really got to look at the cash flows and the circumstances of the business. And, you know, you got to look at, you know, the PPP money, whether they got any of that, um, if the business is up and running. Restaurants and the hotel industry obviously got hit very, very hard. So how do you value that in light of what's going on today? is the business even viable anymore? Hmm. So yeah, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the advantages of working with you before meeting with the attorney. Is, is that something you would recommend? And, and what about if someone had just found out later and wanted to bring you in at the, near the end of your divorce, how, how does that work? Okay, well, look, a divorce is, uh, is not final until it's final. You know, even later in the process, having a financial professional can make a huge difference because, you know, as we've spoken to, you need to live and you need to look at what your financial picture is going to look like down the road. I've actually successfully worked with clients before they even picked out an attorney because, you know, they wanted to get an idea of what's going on. And as I've said in the past and before, I mean, they go in with a, with a complete package. It's, it's accurate and you know, the attorney can work with it. And I've actually worked with clients and then I've referred them to two or three attorneys taking into consideration what personality would work best with the person that I have in front of me. So we would start together and they would get educated and it would speed up the process. And quite frankly, it saves a lot of stress from an emotional perspective. Yeah, I think that's a great, that would, that's a great idea. And I think more, most people would tremendously benefit from not only speaking with you beforehand, but then trying to match up personality-wise with attorneys, because just like myself as a financial planner, we have there are different people, different personalities, and we don't always fit with it, with everybody. So that's a, a a great suggestion. So, if someone is considering settling a divorce, what what do you say the major factors that should be involved? Well, when someone is settling a divorce, I think it's really important to 
you know, kind of look at the proposal that's out there and coming up with a wish list of what you want financially and, you know, working together to see if it works for you financially based upon what your attorney thinks you're going to get. And look, sometimes, you know, the other side isn't willing at the end of the day, the children, you know, it's a business transaction from the financial perspective. And you want to get the best package that you possibly can being in reality. And I've worked closely with attorneys and clients because both the, the attorney understands the legal reality and I understand the financial reality. And that's what we bring to the table, especially me. Look, I'm a financial professional. And when I was getting divorced, there's no crystal ball to say this is what you're going to get. And again, you're also trying to negotiate with someone across the table. So, And negotiating with somebody that you had emotions with, who's mm-hmm. you've been ma- married with and sometimes for a long time. So those aspects come into play, at, play as well, as we both know. Most certainly. I mean, people get involved in very time-consuming litigation, and they say that uh, 98% of divorce cases settle, but why go down that road? I mean, trial is extremely expensive, so. Absolutely. So what should people look for when selecting a financial professional in in this arena? Well, I mean, I think that you want to see the financial training behind them. I mean, I'm, if you can get someone that specializes in the divorce arena, all the better. I find that the financial forensics piece is really important when you're going through it because you've got a forensic that is looking at the whole picture um, and can zero in on specific issues and what's missing and what isn't missing. Yeah, and someone that has worked with divorce attorneys. I think it's very important, and I think it's important that you're looking for someone that's been exposed from soup to nuts from the beginning of of the process up through trial um, because they're going to have a really different understanding of what the expectations are legally, but from the financial side of things, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think every attorney should be recommending, especially a non-financial spouse, meeting with a financial professional before they even get get started. Because I think there would be so many things that would be addressed up front, which would save time and make it much more efficient. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Any final words you wanted to add, Rosalia? Well, I mean, look, this is for the rest of your life. And, you know, especially if you've been in a long-term marriage, I think that it's so important to realize that you need to make an educated choices when you want to receive a fair settlement, but you also want to receive what you're entitled to. And I think you merit a financial microscope 
to evaluate the finances rather than having an attorney without the financial training making assumptions. I mean, at the end of the day, you're investing in yourself so that you can have a more secure future for yourself. I think that's perfectly perfectly said there. And I hope that our audience is, doesn't have to go through a divorce, but if they are or they know somebody is, they've learned a lot today about some of the steps they, sh they should take by working with somebody like you and a financial professional. So, so thank you so much for joining us today, Rosalia. But if you'd like to reach out to Rosalia, you can find her at www.labadicpa.com or call her office at 516-996-7788. Thanks again, Rosalia, for, uh, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Larry, for having me. Rosalia, your voice is so calming and soothing. I can, I can picture you working with one of your clients and them just being able to kind of relax in your office and let, you know, let the story tell itself and then let you guide their next decisions. So that, that's fantastic. I appreciate you being on the podcast as well. And Larry, of course, you always bring on the best guests. And <laughs> this was definitely a home run today. A lot of information. Thank you so much for this today. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Rosalia. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.